white girl dancing face. Now she's actually white girl dancing. All right, guys. Welcome this week to the Movie Dummies Podcast, the podcast where some dummies, including myself, just talk about movies and TV. And uh, this is Recommendations Week, so it's going to be the stuff we are watching. I am Joe, Movie Dummy Joe. I am Shannon. I'm Angela. I'm Matt. And we are Sans A.A. Ron. You done messed up, A.A. Ron! For a minute, at least. Um, But maybe he'll pop in, right? Right? How's everybody's week been? Yeah. Uh, Fantastic. That good. That good. (laughs) Well, tell me, did you watch the documentary on Habo about Michelle McNamara? I did not. Was it interesting? Start right there. Yeah, I think this is is probably something we're going to talk about, right? Joe actually mentioned it to me, and I remember listening to the podcast, whatever the podcast was about. We listened to Case File when we were driving around. The Case File that mm -hmm. was like 11 episodes long about, do you remember that one, Boogie? About what? The uh, EARONS. Oh, yeah, yeah. Killer. yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. that, and it brought up just like the hair on the back of your neck stands up, just the eeriness of everything that happened. But I didn't know that there was someone who dug into this even further and yeah. led to the capture of this famous serial killer. So. Rapist. Overarching thing, Michelle McNamara is a true crime writer, podcaster, and happened to be the wife of Patton Oswalt. Um, and she became, through whatever means, like obsessed with discovering who the East Area Rapist and the original Night Stalker was. And she came up with the actual phrase, the Golden State Killer. That was hers. Yeah. She actually piloted the idea of how he was caught. Yes, and she was writing a book. Yep, she was in the middle of writing a book. About the whole process. About, and I guess it's quite a good book. I haven't, I haven't yet to read it, um, but it's very personal. It's about, It's all about, it's, it's actually just the story through her lens. Called I'll Be Gone After Dark. In the Dark. In the Dark. Yes, which is a quote from the actual East Area Rapist. Yes. But there's a series on HBO Max called I'll Be Gone in the Dark. In the Dark. Mm-hmm. It's six episodes. They're an hour apiece. Very detailed. Uh, very interesting. I highly recommend it. I don't want to spoil things. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll have to check that out. It's It brings it into light and... I will say this. Melissa McNamara has a way with words that I cry. I was scared. Michelle? Michelle? Yeah. Michelle. Yeah. Who the hell is Melissa? I'm sorry. (laughs) She just has a way that just makes you. Well, she's evidently a brilliant writer. She's visually, and I'm very interested in reading the book, even though I just watched 60 hours. Which well, I have a feeling long. they'll be Six similar. Six hours. Felt longer. She was scared to go to bed, guys. 
thought there was a creepy guy staring at me from the window. It was just my reflection, which, so I guess there was. <laughs> I was the creepy guy. Do you get it? Joe, do you have anything uh, to recommend from this? Um, For I'll Be Gone in the Dark, uh, yeah, I would definitely watch it. I don't know if anybody's aware. It's not really a spoiler. It was common news at the time that Michelle McNamara died before she could finish her yeah. book. And the people who were doing the research for her were actually um, finished up the book for her. Correct. And they did release the book, and it's all her up to a certain extent, and I think the book even tells you that following this page is just a compilation of her notes and stuff, and the book ends with a letter that she wrote to EAR, which is pretty neat. Um, And there's a big party... Uh, for her like book debut or whatever and they were doing a question and answer and Patton was there and the two research guys were there and that's the night they arrested him. Oh wow. So it's pretty cool. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It, and Like the goosebumps the idea of using these genetic tracing uh, what were they called? 21... Well, it was like a 23andMe style site, but they were... Uh, they like Ancestry.com. They didn't take your DNA. You didn't spit into a thing. You could upload a genetic profile, a digital genetic yep. profile. And that's what they did. And they found... They basically found his family tree and then narrowed it down to... Well, they narrowed it down to originally nine people based yeah. on just did they live in the right area? Were they the right age? Uh, the right, you know, everything... And then of those nine people, they began to start canceling some out. But the last episode goes into detail how they did that. And I don't want to spoil that because that was interesting because it was a lot more detailed than you think. It's not as easy as like it pops up and says you're related to so-and-so, so-and-so, and so-and-so. They actually worked with a geneticist that studied that the different traits. And they there was one thing that popped and it eliminated all the subset suspects except for one named him yep it was yeah. pretty neat too oh. well i guess not neat like you're watching all this harrowing these survivors of this man uh, and his attacks and his rapes and then a cop comes on and is like i wanted to catch this guy but let's be honest there was way more rapists than him there like he committed 50 rapes over like six years or whatever, but there was like a thousand in the same area. So he was just actually a drop in the bucket. I guess in the seventies, everybody was just raping everybody. Yeah, because nobody cared. Mm-hmm. That's a, yeah, a, about, a burglary was treated more seriously than a rape. Well, he was also a yeah, burglar. D- I'm sorry, man. Well, DNA I mean, like really stolen like property. A, yeah. Yeah, they couldn't... I could leave my DNA anywhere I want. They couldn't get him on DNA, and he was a cop, so he knew not to leave forensic evidence. Um, But he was a burglar before he was a rapist. He burgled some, like, 150 homes or something like that. Then he raped 50 women, then he killed, what, 13 people? Yes. Something like that. Yeah. Uh. And when you see the timeline, how it matches up with what was going on in his personal life, it's fucking insane. Yeah. He's Very a highly horrible human being. For sure. So if, who saw something a little bit brighter and more fun than that? Oh, um, I did. I Matt did. Oh, go ahead, Matt. No, go ahead. No, um, Matt, you go. Stuber. 
Oh, you watched Super We already fun. talked about... Yeah, we already talked about Super, so we don't need to talk about it more, but I did, finally watched it. It was fun. Did you like it? I did, yeah. It was very digestible. Yeah. There wasn't anything special about it. It wasn't... It didn't change my life, it, but it was fun. It's kind of fun to know that uh, Kumail, while he's working on that movie... He knew he was going to get the yeah. Marvel job, so he started asking Bautista right. like how to get in shape. Yeah, <laughs> and like they had, he said they would talk on the phone for a long time about it. So, I love the idea that they're friends. I don't know why, but they had great chemistry. Yeah, I imagine Dave Bautista's friends with most people he meets. He seems like a very genuinely nice guy. Yeah, yeah, he does. That's true. So Matt, what so is Matt, the thing you, that you saw? Yeah, yeah, I want to know what Matt watched. Uh, well, we already talked about it, so what did we did. <laughs> you- no, um, I watched uh, Hamilton. <gasps> Tell us now more. Sure. What did you think? Uh, I liked it a lot. Um, now, Matt, you love theater, but are you a fan of musical theater? Um, yeah. Okay, I'm just. Not gonna wow the crowd as much if I'm in a musical as I would look like. <laughs> gotcha. Okay, so give us give us something that just was it up to all the hype? Yeah, for sure. Um, I was actually kind of surprised. I was like, you know, what? this is overblown. People are making a big deal out of this. Probably not that big of a deal. And then it was freaking amazing. I think there was. Uh, there were quite a few songs that were just freaking insane. Like you guys had talked about it, how they had worked on it and all that stuff. And it's like, that takes some brains and some time. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I think there were like a lot of filler songs that were just like, okay, this is nice. It's not going to wow my, it's not going to blow my socks off my feet, but. There were a lot of like reprisals. And yeah, mm-hmm. I haven't seen like a ton of musicals, but as to my knowledge, this has the most reprisals of any musical I've seen. Yeah. I was actually kind of surprised with the humor. Common. It was a yeah, lot. Yeah, it was funny. funny. It was a lot funnier than I thought it was going to be. My favorite part was when uh, Jefferson and Hamilton are like having the just like debate for Washington, <laughs> the cabinet battle number and, two. Yeah, and Jefferson's like, and who do you think provided that f- those funds? And uh, Madison's like, France. It's <laughs> 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 cracking up. Uh, it's would, so good. I actually just watched it again today. Would you watch it again, Matt? Oh, for sure. Actually, my niece wanted to see it, and we were supposed to watch it, but a lot of stuff going on. So what's your favorite song from the musical? Um, favorite song? Or favorite part? Uh, like, I think the, I think the cabinet battle, like I said, is my favorite part, but favorite song? It's hard to pick one. Yeah, there's so many good ones. Um, hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, what's that? I was just thinking it's hard because of the... The musical itself has so many reprisals, like Angela said, that a lot of the songs kind of intertwine with each other. Some do, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
um, and you really have to have watched it or to listen to the soundtrack repeatedly to kind of pinpoint the song that sticks out to you the most, I think. So I think that's a very loaded question, Joe. Oh, no, I just have favorites. I thought people who, you know, have, watched it once. have watched it might go, you know what, that one really stuck out to me. Like the very first time I saw the producers, like I pulled out a favorite song from that. Of course you did. Mm-hmm. It's not about what's best. It's about what, what spoke to you. Gotcha. Well, if you think of it, Matt, let us know. I like Wait For It. I love Wait For It. Wait For It? Which okay. one's that? Theodore's the one that writes Aaron me a letter every day. What? Keeping the bed warm while the husband is away. You know that song? No. He's on the British side in Georgia. And my, to keep the counties in line. Line. my favorite song is Rewind with Angelica. She's mine. Angelica? It's not Rewind. Angelica. Well, satisfied. it's where they it's get. Satisfied. That's satisfied? Yep. Mm-hmm. Rewind? Oh, yeah, it is satisfied. Uh, he will never be satisfied. He but that's some of the satisfied. crazy choreographed dance scenes yeah, that I was, was referring to because they had to do that song bef- the first time. And then when Ooh. she sang Satisfied, they did everything backwards and they had to learn all those steps yeah. backwards. Wow. Yeah, I really liked really uh, cool. King George. He was freaking hilarious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Christoph. Good old Christoph, Jonathan Groff. I love how he opens the story too. He's the one that says, no, enjoy my play. Yeah, enjoy my play. <laughs> I also really like Guns and Ships. That's a really good one. Oh, is that where Lafayette... Lafayette! There's a few of them where they're like, it must be nice, it must be nice. Yep. Washington on your side. Okay. <sighs> I love it so much. So, Joe, do you have anything else you watched? Oh, oh no? I watched a ton, yeah. We could talk about Hamilton the whole time, you know. Mm-hmm. You have a ton? Yeah, we watched this movie that made Shannon incredibly uncomfortable. It was called A Nice Girl Like You. Oh, I forgot about this. With Lucy Hale. It made me very uncomfortable. <laughs> it's about a... It's basically... Remember that movie four or five years ago with Aubrey Plaza called The To-Do List? Where she was a real no. type A high schooler girl, maybe post-high school girl, and... She came up with a to-do list that ended with her like having sex, becoming more sexually expressive. No. It's no. basically a remake of that. Mm. It made Shannon uncomfortable. Uh-huh. <laughs> it did. She was doing things that I was like, why? She put, uh, what was that stuff? Erection cream? On her lips? On her lips, and her lips got all puffy. Uh huh. It was pretty funny. Why? She had dildos everywhere. She didn't know the station. She bought um, these balls that you stick Benoit up balls. you, so you can practice giggles. <laughs> it like. And they're falling out of her at a <laughs> at a like uh, gala. While she was dancing with someone. Yeah, and somebody kicked one and it broke a glass. Yeah, yeah. Yikes. It. I don't know. Uh, it's not worth watching. It's, yeah, I mean, you're it's bored. Like a dirty. It's 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 dirty, but it's as sterile as a Hallmark movie. It's like if you're not dating and you walk in and there's a girl 
that has dildos and a blow-up towel and maternity clothes and all this stuff around her room, would you sleep with her? Oh, <laughs> she, she's really into this stuff. That's kind of the premise of the movie. But yeah, it made me uncomfortable. I, we saw it on, I think, Hulu. So, yeah. Um, I Joe and I also watched the Umbrella Academy season two this week. Did anyone else give that a watch? <laughs> I still I watched the, the first one. I watched the first uh, several episodes. Of season two? Season one. Oh, season one. So you've never watched season one? So you just started it? Mm-hmm. Gotcha. I got pretty, got pretty far, though. I think I'm at the part where... Uh, What's-his-face gets kidnapped. Um... Uh, it's like a German name, Kurt. Oh. Is it um, the funny guy? What's Kaiser, that? yeah. Klaus. 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 Klaus, Klaus yes. is my that favorite is a very character. Name. Season he, two. Yeah, could, I don't. Uh, I it don't know how you feel me about of, it. Reminds um, that show I just watched on HBO. The Dick hat. Face McGee and the no, Butt Plug with the Twins. Robots. Westworld. It kind of reminds me of Westworld. Not like it's the theme. It's the season one was about something, but season two totally took a turn and you're like, huh? Well, it subverted expectations to the extent that it takes a while to get going. And I was talking with somebody else who hadn't finished the season yet. They're like, it's just going really slow. And if you're not on board, um, Maybe it's been too long since you've seen season one or you don't have very fond memories of it. I can really see people bailing on it. But yeah. the ending of season two wow. has me begging for season three. So I don't. I really mm-hmm. don't know how to phrase it to people. Like If, if you like uh, what they were able to do in season one, stick it to the end of season two. And I think it's like a payoff for you. Um, but if it's not your thing, it's not your thing. I don't, you know. Right. It's... It's definitely more comic book, uh, I don't even know, action drama. Like, it's kind of like a daytime drama unfolding. No, it's not. Somewhat. There's a lot of, like, a soap I really up. like it so far. Um, no, it's a superhero show, but done in, it, they're all fucked up. Because yeah. their yeah, dad didn't love them. And you're kind of learning guess, more oh. about them. Let's say remind me of uh, the boys a lot more than it did yes. anything else. But well, it was like, written by Gerard Way. And oh, him. He's the lead singer of My Chemical <laughs> Romance. Him. Uh, I know him. Um, Not really. And I guess the comic became acclaimed, you know, kind of like the boys did. So mm-hmm. it's its source material is really strong. Gotcha. I have yet to read it, though, for myself. I bet you if A.A. Ron was here, he would say great things about it. Yeah. Especially I'd... about the titties. I'm sure there's a couple in there. Uh-huh. It's... Yeah, and it, it's uh, it kind of gets you hooked a little bit. Like, I'm wondering, because they haven't shown why... Uh... Ben? Is that his name? They ben, haven't yeah. shown why, like, like how he died yet, so... You'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> and then you won't. So it, it like dangles just enough. It's, it tells it's, you just enough. Right. Yeah, it 
it reminds me of Lost in that way where yeah. you have so many questions about so many things, but you're not going to get those answers. You're just going to basically, there's a narrative and the, the show is going to basically go through that thing. And all of that, all of that time they spent developing all this extracurricular that you're so curious about, they're not really going to touch on all of it yet. Maybe season three will be like an expose. I don't know. But it's, they give you just enough, no yeah. carrot dangling to keep you going. Yeah, I'm wondering who those weird people are that uh, were after the one kid because they were wearing mm-hmm. like the creepy masks the and the mask one guy like managed to beat up the super beast dude up and I'm like, who are these freaks? Well, one of them is Mary J. Blige. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, I forget what her name is on the show. Yeah, they don't really. Well, stick with it. We can't wait to hear what you think of it the yeah, next time we talk. For sure. What else, Joe? Did you have something else? Oh, yeah, I can keep going if you'd like. But did anybody else see something? I watched a documentary called Enemies Within. <clears throat> okay. It's very political, so I'm not going to go into it because I really don't want to get into any political <laughs> discussions. I got enough of that on Facebook, but if it's, I will say that if it's true, it's horrifying, and if it's not, it's horrifying that it exists. <laughs> well, it's probably somewhere in between your thought process. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's, I'm sure it's an amalgamation of... The know, truth is utterly more horrifying than most people would ever consider, but not as bad as many would have you believe. So I guess if you want to, you know, spend an hour listening to a guy talk about what he claims to have unearthed in our political system over the course of his 25-year research, watch it. I have no idea whether or not he is to be believed. Hmm. It says Trevor. Is it Trevor? Is the guy? I already don't trust Trevor him. Trevor Loudon's terrifying documentary Enemies Within exposes ties between elective officials in the highest reaches of the government and the radical anti-American allies. That's Oh, one of ag. those documentaries. Okay. Yeah. It's, again, if it's true, it's horrifying. If it's not, I'm sad it exists. Okay. No need for it if it's True. Well, okay. then half of our news know. agencies would be out of business. Ain't that the truth? So, Matt, you got anything else, buddy? Um, I did watch a lot of shows, but I don't think I have anything new. I played a video game. I had mentioned. Uh, I had talked about it like ages ago. Um, it's called Hearts of Iron. Mm-hmm. And I think I had said, like, oh, the third one is better. I kind of regret that I bought the fourth one. Um, but they came, they came out with a mod for it uh, that's super extensive. Uh, whoever made it must have spent a lot of time. They said there was, like, 10 million lines of code or some shit. Oh. And uh, it basically, it's this the game, but it's in the Fallout universe. Oh, so instead okay. of, like, instead of playing... Uh, World War Two. You're playing this post-apocalyptic wasteland game. Okay. 
Hearts of really Iron. Cool. Hearts of Iron 4? Yeah. Okay. Well, another thing that, let's see, we like watched. So. Yeah. Oh, boy. we were. I was, so, oh, I was so excited. I watched this trailer, and it looked funny. Oh. It's a movie called Extra Ordinary. It had Will Forte in it. Who doesn't love Will Forte? It would, he's, he's really good in the movie, but it's kind of like that sparkling diamond in a pile of shit. Looks shiny. If you want everything you need to know and all the laughs you could ever have, just watch the trailer. The movie, however... You're never going to get it out of your fingernails. It's kind of a slog. It's... It's very... It's, it tries to be funny. I was on my phone... It's, it's just not uh, funny. It's not, it, at least it's not for my sensibility. Other people might like it, but I'm guessing maybe because it's a UK movie. I don't know. Uh, Will Forte is incredibly funny in the movie, um, being Will Forte, acting like a ridiculous buffoon. Um, they really couldn't pick anyone better. But everything else is just really, really. It's not that it's dry, it's just not funny. Does that make sense? Did you? Did you uh, say can't get it out of your fingernails because Joe said it was a diamond and shit? You got yeah. it. So just to kind of read you the synopsis from IMDb, it extraordinary. Rose, a most sweetly and lonely Irish driving instructor, must use her supernatural talents to save the daughter of Martin, also mostly sweetly and alone, from a washed-up rock star who is using his satanic pack to reignite his fame That's so her. yeah um there's a lot of people i like in it will forte he plays the rock star who's like had a one-hit wonder and mm-hmm. he's making a pact with satan to try to get his fame back to do that he needs a virgin so he steals he's trying to steal this dude's daughter um the driving instructor rose she's got like some Maybe sort of Higgs. some some sort of like uh they call them talents in the movie her dad had a talent to talk to spirits and she had the talent to like be his mouthpiece and like actually like calm them down and she'd say so like he could hear them she could talk to him and she gave up on all that because like she accidentally killed her dad (laughs) (laughs) and uh uh this guy she ends up getting a crush on him and she gets back into it and Hilarity doesn't really ensue. Mm. Except for Will Forte. Who's chewing scenery and it's fucking amazing. Yeah, the preview made it look like it was going to be fantastic. But But, yeah, all his best scenes are in the trailer. So just watch the trailer. Yeah. You got anything else, Boogie? I do. I watched uh, another studio Ghibli movie or Ghibli. Ghibli, Ghibli, Ghibli. Yeah, with Chloe, called The Whisper of the Heart. Okay. Um, and series. I feel like, I don't know if maybe we just started with the best one. <laughs> From what I understand, um, popular opinion is Princess Mononoke is the best one. Yeah, we have not watched that one yet, but I feel like I'm getting diminishing returns as mm. I as I continue to watch these movies. Like, this one was fine it was a a girl who's about to who's about to graduate from middle school 
and she's were you know she's stressed out about getting into a good high school and she falls in love with some boy who's a violin craftsman okay and she gets inspired by him because he knows what he wants to do with his life he wants to she wants to be a violin maker and she doesn't know what she wants to do with her life meanwhile you know they're going into high school and i'm over here like they've got to be like 13 right and at some point they're soulmates and i i don't know i wasn't sure if it was a love story or if it was this girl trying to find herself like i i wasn't quite sure what was going on most of the time um was the animation at least dope it was studio ghibli standard fair i mean it wasn't great but it was it was okay it looks Um, amazing on these pictures yeah, it was okay. But there was there were some things that just really struck me in a in an odd way that like there was a scene where he's stand he's sitting on a bike and at night and there's a street light overhead and the shadow is just like one thin line right under all the way under the bicycle, you know. Like he's not casting a shadow, the pedals aren't casting a shadow. It's just, just the main body of the bike for some reason. I don't know why, but that really bothered me. <laughs> So the Wait, synopsis on IMDb it? says, a love story between a girl who loves reading books and a boy who has previously checked out all of the library books she chooses. Yeah, that was their meet you. And okay. it turned out, yeah, like she was, she was checking out all these books and she realizes that, oh, the, the same person checked out all these books before me. It must be fate or something. And it turns out, he just had a crush on her and didn't know how to talk he to her. He was checking her out. Yeah, he saw that she read a bunch of different books, so he literally just went through and checked out, like, all the books. Okay. Okay. So, I don't know. It was, it was fine. It was fine. It was not as good as Spirited Away or Totoro. Although there was a little Easter egg to Totoro in there. One of the books was about Totoro. Aww. I thought that was cute. Okay. To have Jefferson on your side. <laughs> uh, I also continued watching Elementary season two and season three. So I finished season two, season three. Big um, plus. I don't know. A.A. Ron said it was awesome. But for me personally, is his name John Noble? Yep. John Noble is Sherlock's father in the series. Who doesn't love John Noble? Ooh, Walter Bishop from Fringe, you might know him as, or the... Dildo Face McGee from Lord of the Rings. Yeah, the king in Lord he of the Rings. He was not the king. What the hell was he? Yeah, he was. The Stuart. He was the Stuart. He was the Stuart king. So sorry. That was a pleasant surprise. I The show is utterly interesting to me. I'll continue watching. I think there's seven seasons, so I have quite the way to go. Just wait for it. Just wait for it. All right. But I think that's everything I have. There's one thing that I've watched, but I'm waiting until tonight to talk about it on the next podcast. Okay. Um, Angel, you got anything else? Nope. Okay, so here we go. Here's my list. I started up watching Hannah season two on Amazon. 
I really, really, really miss um, Joel. Uh, what's his face? Kinnaman. Um, Joel Kinnaman. He's from The Killing. He was in oh. the RoboCop reboot. Uh, he's he was really good in season one. He's I like him just as an actor. Um, he's not in season two. I also watched a movie on Netflix. If it blows up your fancy, uh, it's called Devil's Gate. It's got one of the Ashmores in it. Um, Love the Ashmores. Which one? Love the Ashmores. It's from 2017. Sean Ashmore. Uh, Amanda Scholl, which she looks familiar, but, you know, it's one of those deals like, what do I know her from? And uh, Milo Mm -hmm. Ventimiglia is in it. Ah, Jess. It's a horror movie, sci-fi sort of horror movie. Um, It's fine. As far as horror movies go, it's not horrible. So there's that. A lot of them are just... Pretty good. Matt, Jonathan Frakes is in it, so you might want to watch it. I don't know who that is. He was uh, number two on Star Trek The Next Generation. Whatever the hell his name was. Will oh, Riker. So you weren't yes. you weren't directing that comment at me then. Gotcha. <laughs> That's why I said Matt. <laughs> gotcha. Um. Oh, I also started watching the TNT series because it's just on HBO Max for whatever reason called The Alienist. I've heard, well, I haven't heard good things. I've heard a lot of ads about that on podcasts where they say it's good, but. They're being paid to say that. So, it's it. Remember in the Sleepy Hollow reboot with Johnny's Depp's? Yeah. Before he went cray cray. Uh, yeah, it's how, the only Tim Burton film I like. Basically, um, what's it? he's Ichabod, right? Ichabod is basically yeah. a pioneer in forensic science. Yep. That's what this show's about. Yep. Um, Daniel Brühl stars at this guy named Laszlo Chrysler, who is a cripple of some sort, and he's also a brilliant uh, psychiatrist uh, known as an alienist because people who were um, not right in the head were were known to be aliens of their own feelings, of their own personality, and people who treated them were called alienists. You get that title card right. every episode. Uh, he's really good in it. Dakota's Fannings is good in it. And Luke Evans plays the third lead of the show. He's like an illustrator who works for a newspaper who basically joins their team. And, uh, he's good in it as well. So, if you like slower shows... What do I know him from? Luke Evans? Yeah. Tons of stuff. He was like, uh, guest (laughs) on in the Beauty and the Beast reboot. I still haven't watched it. Um, Fast and Furious 6, he's Shaw. I have not seen any of the Fast and Furious. He's in a Dracula movie. I mean, he's been in a ton of things. He was on Game of Thrones. I didn't watch that. I may have somehow missed this this guy's entire career. I don't recognize... I have not watched anything on his... He was one of the the people who was with uh, Khaleesi, and then he got a better job. So, 
He was in The Hobbit. He was the Bard. The Bard. I'm not sure who that is. He's the one at the Lake Town who tries to kill Smaug, and he does. He's the one who brings down Smaug. Smaug. Yeah. I really. I mean, if you haven't seen any of those, I don't know. How I, I really think that I have missed just, his entire filmography. Somehow. Well, he's a very handsome man. I'm, I'm sure you'd enjoy it. I probably would. He's a fine actor. I like as well. Dakota Fanning. Yeah, she's all grown up. It's uh definitely like an odd show because it's about the murder of these young lady boys whores, like these children. That's who unfortunate. Are, who are basically whores to the wealthy and powerful. It's very prescient. <laughs> it fucked up. Just so you know. Maybe everybody Rick should watch Evans it. Evans and boyfriend Victor Turpin bear their shirtless bodies. That's fun. Sorry. I'm looking at pictures. Okay. Didn't know he was gay. Apparently. Um, one Ooh, last thing. Uh, alienist. It's IST, by the way. Not like the alienist EST, which like would be weird. I watched this movie. Uh, my buddy, old previous podcaster Adam, recommended to me. is called Coma. It's a foreign film. I believe it's Russian. Duh. Um, he saw a preview for it and he's like this is dope and it is super dubbed which is fine because it's not like those German dubs that are on Netflix where everyone's like and I stole the newspaper but what do you mean you stole the newspaper and they're all like no emotion there's like yelling and like <laughs> breathing and stuff so it's it's almost like you're watching people act it out it's pretty good gotta give it up to Russia for that now the thing that makes this unique is not its premise its premise is basically the Matrix um, had a love baby with, like, Black Mirror or something. The The premise is this, this guy goes into a coma and there's, like, a whole world in there. And the world... Man suffers a mysterious accident which results in his coming back to his senses in a seemingly different world. Yes. And the world is all digital effects. Now, I don't imagine this had a budget of Inception. But its special effects are right up there with big AAA blockbusters the United States would put out. His coma world has all these like islands connected by strands of land. And when you look at it in the abstract, like take a, a glance from an outward view, it looks like synapses of a brain. Super neat design choice. Hmm. And the worlds are all tipsy-tupsy-turvy with their own gravity. So they play with that, too. They'll jump from one to the other, floating in the air, basically, until they get sucked by the other gravity. Hmm. And they'll land on their feet, even though it was above them. So it's... And they, they play with all kinds of different visuals in the movie. And it's super interesting to watch. But is it good? It's fine. It's, it's not very original. They, uh... I guess it's Russian cinema. I don't know if this is exactly the thing. They're not as 
adept at these things as like American audiences have become over the years, but everything's telegraphed way early. Like the entire story. Mm. Like if you were a connoisseur of movies, you might be able to pick up on these things quicker than maybe the average Russian who isn't allowed to leave their house. I don't know what the deal is over there. <laughs> not even not even gonna pretend to know. They're probably not listening to this, so who cares? But uh I, I apologize, really, I really think people should watch it because the artistry involved is is way high. And you could see what maybe there is waste in our movies that cost half a billion dollars to make. And they come out with a fucking pile of shit like The Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> And then this movie's made for like three million bucks. It looks amazing, you know, but it is what it is. Like, can't we find a happy medium somewhere? You know what I mean? I would hope so. I don't know. It, I, w- I would like to have somebody else watch it and give me their opinion. It is on demand if you're on $3 demand. or whatever. You can, you can rent it. But it's super Let's interesting. Check it out. Alrighty then. And don't worry, you don't know anybody who's in it. <laughs> <laughs> Just a bunch of Russians. You got more on your list? Oh, let me look. I think that's the end of my list. The quick list. That it was a quick list, but uh, we're right about the time we want to be at. So that's perfect, guys. Um, Yay! We finally the... got on time. Well, not yet. <laughs> So I was watching Corridor Crew, as I normally do, and sometimes on Saturdays they release a video that's visual effects artists react, and they'll look at visual effects for movies, or they'll watch stuntmen react, or animation people react, and they get people from the business to come break down movie scenes with them. Well, they did a VFX artist react, which is just them, because they're all VFX artists, and they were talking about a movie that has some of the most groundbreaking special effects... And you'll never believe what it is. What? What is it? I can't wait. My excitement. Mary Poppins. What? Return? No. Mary fucking Poppins? Oh. The first one? Yes. I mean, Mary Poppins does have some pretty groundbreaking effects. It's not just groundbreaking. That if they were able to use this technology today, it would fundamentally change how everything works in film. But. So why don't we do that? They cannot replicate what they did. So what they did was they used a a special type of light. It was like a sodium vapor light. Now, sodium vapor lights only have light that's on one wave of of the spectrum. So it's just like with the red light. Right. So they took a film camera and they had two strips of film in it. It was recording two reels of film at the same time. And they had a prism. They developed a prism that filtered the light the light from the sodium camera out and then all the rest of it regular so that when they had like when they were doing the green screens it wasn't even green screen when they were doing the animation stuff where mary poppins and bert are dancing with the penguins there was Mm -hmm. no green or blue screen there right there was just a set and they had a black background right because if they had used green or blue screen they're both wearing green and blue clothes Right. On their outfits, they would have showed up. So this camera yeah. filtered the light out, creating a perfect mask that they were able to then animate over and even 
have Mary Poppins' lace and her hat be transparent still, which is something is difficult for them to do today. And when they're talking, they're like, I wish we could do this today. The one guy's like, well, I looked into it. There's one single camera that can do this. And they can. They have never been able to replicate the crystal they used. Hmm. Wow. I'm very, like, shocked. I was stunned. Yeah. That they, if they could somehow replicate this digitally, they could do this today. And it would save millions of dollars in production. Because right now you'd have to key all that in and you'd have to do all that digitally like to get the transparencies right and you'd have to go frame by frame by frame. No, they just hit play. <laughs> wow. Isn't that freaking amazing? And there's no digital to it at all. Right. Yeah. That's, that's insanity. I mean, I mean, I'm not surprised in that it looks really good for the time. Mm-hmm. Oh, it looks good I for mean, now if you if you're really paying attention. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know <clears throat> it's not it wasn't uncommon back then to incorporate uh animation into film, right? But normally no. it was things like you know it was Jerry the mouse bouncing around on Gene Kelly's biceps you know and it it, sure. it looks fine i guess but it, it wasn't it wasn't very poppins good you know i never really gave it much thought until i watched this and if anybody's interested is it is called vfx artists react to bad and great cgi 32 by the corridor crew go ahead and watch that video okay. it's only 15 minutes long on youtube and uh i believe it's like the very last segment they talk about but they talk about some other good movies in there like stealth and uh, some bad ones, too. It's pretty interesting stuff. But that's pretty much all I had to talk about today. All right. Awesome. Anybody else have any last-minute info? Uh, that video is on my watch later list. Well, that is good info, because I highly recommend it. Just imagine we could... If they could develop that digitally, they could fundamentally change the way movies are made. No more green screens or blue screens. I played a bunch of Minecraft with my kids. Holding oh. my tongue because there's something I'm dying to talk about, but I need your butthole smell. Ugh. It's very smelly, guys. Well, I just want to say thank you to everybody for listening. We're keeping smell. this under an hour like we want to. Uh, yeah. And uh we will be back next week to talk about one of my favorite movies, Pop Star Never Stop Never Mine. Stopping. Oh, never stop, never stopping. We'll see if uh, Shannon, who would be the toughest self for this, actually likes it. We'll find out. Um, God, I love the Lonely Island. They're just so great. And they're so humble. Uh, But thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to contact us, you can do so at moviedummies at gmail.com or just go to anchor.fm slash moviedummies and leave us a voice message. That would be fun. So until next week when we talk about Popstar, I'm Joe. I'm Shannon. I'm Angela. (laughs) I'm Matt. Later, Gators. Bye. Also, bye. 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 Bye.